Hello there, and welcome to Kid History. My name is Logan, and I'm the creator of the Kid History Learning Series. Kid History is an educational podcast and book series made for children. Today's episode is called, Let's Learn About Germany. We will learn about the influences of the father of Europe, Charlemagne, and how Martin Luther's Protestant Reformation made changes to the religious landscape in Germany. Then, we'll discover how Napoleon Bonaparte played a role in unifying Germany and learn of the dark days of World War II. The Berlin Wall and Brandenburg Gate are both considered historic monuments in German history, but they served different purposes. Let's visit Oktoberfest to taste some delicious German foods and watch horse racing, all while wearing our traditional Lederhosen. Last, we'll wrap up our visit by taking a ride on the Autobahn in some German vehicles and learn about football and other German sports. Did you know that this podcast is also available as an illustrated children's book on Amazon? Links can be found in the description below for my social media, YouTube channel, and other books. And finally, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and tell others about this podcast. Let's learn about Germany. Charlemagne. Charles the Great, or Charlemagne, was a ruler of early Europe, and his empire spanned thousands of miles. Today, his empire would have included more than a dozen of Europe's countries, including Germany, France, Spain, Northern Italy, and the Czech Republic. He's often referred to as a unifying figure in the history of Europe, and was able to bring together groups that had been seeking peace. Charlemagne was a very devout Christian and wanted to use his powers to try to convert non-Christians to his religion. He was crowned by the Pope as the King of the Franks and official leader of the Holy Roman Empire. He began a social movement to spread Christianity across Europe. Charlemagne had a significant impact on the shape and character of Europe as his forces battled across the continent and converted the newly conquered citizens. Those regions then became part of what was called the Carolinian Empire. The Carolinian Renaissance was the period in which Europe's culture shifted to more traditional religious Christian values and emphasis on knowledge. Philosophers, artists, and thinkers like Aristotle studied different theories and sciences. Charlemagne loved to be in the company of the most knowledgeable scholars and would often invite them to come stay at his palace. Martin Luther and Reformation Prior to the 1500s, the German citizens mostly practiced the religion of Catholicism. The Roman Catholic Church had a large influence on the German population, and some believed that the church had been unfair to their congregation. A German teacher and monk by the name of Martin Luther began what was called the German Protestant Reformation. He published his writings called 95 Theses, which directly went against the Catholic Church's teachings. One of his challenges was against the Church's indulgence system, which allowed people to buy a pardon for their sins. Martin Luther believed that God gave forgiveness to all people, and paying money to the Church wasn't necessary. His main belief was that people should depend less on the Catholic Church's priests and should have a direct relationship with God themselves. Charles V was the ruler of Germany, Spain, and Netherlands. He had hoped to bring unity to the German Empire and keep its religion Roman Catholic. 
However, large parts of Germany had already become Protestant, and in 1555, the Peace of Augsburg was signed. This law formally recognized Lutheranism and Catholicism, which allowed rulers to choose which religion would be practiced. Citizens were allowed to move to another area if they wanted to practice another religion and were not to be persecuted. Napoleon's Rule During the late 1700s, French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte was on a quest to conquer Europe. Germany had long been made up of hundreds of small states and cities that were independent of each other, and this had led to difficulties battling Napoleon's larger and more unified armies. Napoleon was able to conquer most of Europe, including the German states. Napoleon decided to reorganize Germany and established the Confederation of the Rhine. He understood that Germany would be easier to control if it were organized into larger states and condensed the country into 16 provinces. The change backfired on Napoleon as it only helped German citizens unite against him. The German royal families had worked with German universities to raise a theme of national unity. The German states were able to fight back and defeat Napoleon's army at the Battle of Leipzig in 1813. The victory against Napoleon was due to the cooperation between the German states. The German Confederation was then formed at the Congress of Vienna in 1815, and new borders were established. Although Napoleon's time controlling Germany was short, it was extremely important in helping unify the unorganized states in Germany. Napoleon had accidentally helped Germany create a new identity as a unified nation. However, German national pride would get the country into some trouble in the future. World War II World War II is considered as one of the most significant events in the history of our world. The consequences of this war can still be seen today. Adolf Hitler was a German soldier during the First World War and had grown angry with thoughts of revenge against his enemies. He was a skilled public speaker, and he would use his speeches to try and convince the German citizens of his lies. He told citizens that those of the Jewish faith, or any non-Germans, were inferior to them. Hitler's popularity grew, and he created one of the world's largest armies. Hitler was able to invade and take over numerous European countries. His armies were too strong for most countries to fight against, and this resulted in the formation of the Allied forces. The U.S. and Europe joined together and would fight against Hitler's armies all across the continent. Hitler's armies had spread as far west as France and were ready to attack Great Britain. The Allies planned to attack Hitler's armies in France before he had the chance to cross the English Channel and attack England. Allied forces landed on the coast of France and were able to beat the German defenses back in some of the most famous battles of the war. The Allies were able to defeat Hitler and Germany was reprimanded for its actions. The country received numerous sanctions and lost many of its territories. It would be years until the country would return to its former glory. The Berlin Wall After World War II ended, the conferences of Yalta and Potsdam split Germany's territories into zones to be monitored by other countries. The eastern portion of Germany and the east portion of Berlin was controlled by the Soviet Union, and the western portion was controlled by the Allied forces of Great Britain, France, and the United States. This split in the country led to harder times for citizens on the eastern side. 
the Soviet east side of Berlin began to experience large numbers of its citizens leaving for western Berlin for a better quality of living. In 1961, the Soviets began building the Berlin Wall to prevent more refugees from escaping. It became impossible to move from east to west Berlin except through one of the three checkpoints. Before the wall was built, citizens on both sides of Berlin could cross the border. The wall did stop many refugees from fleeing, but it also created animosity among people and other countries. On November 9, 1989, the Communist Party of East Berlin announced that citizens could once again cross freely between West and East Berlin. What followed was one of the largest public celebrations that the world has ever seen. More than 2 million people traveled to the Berlin Wall to witness and assist in its demolition. Citizens brought hammers and tools to chip away at the wall that was separating Berlin. One year later, the east and west sides of the country were once again unified as one. Brandenburg Gate The Brandenburg Gate is a monument in Berlin and it is one of the most well-known landmarks in all of Germany. The gate was commissioned by King Frederick William II of Prussia to represent peace and was originally called the Peace Gate. The gate's design is modeled after the gateway to the Acropolis in Athens, Greece. The Brandenburg Gate is topped with a horse-drawn chariot which is driven by Victoria, the Roman goddess of victory. Today, the gate symbolizes freedom and the desire for unity in the city of Berlin. The Brandenburg Gate has been the location for numerous major historical events in German history. We learned earlier about Napoleon's short rule over Germany's lands. Napoleon used the Brandenburg Gate for a triumphal procession when he took control of the country and took its chariot to France. Thankfully, the chariot was returned in 1814. During the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989, many citizens gathered on the western side of the gate to show support and celebrate the fall of the wall. The unification was celebrated in a ceremony where West German Chancellor Helmut Kohl walked through the gate to meet East German Prime Minister Hans Modrow. The gate still stands today as a symbol of German unity. Brandenburg was refurbished in the early 2000s to accommodate the hundreds of thousands of people that visit each year. German Foods Germany is famous for its traditional foods such as schnitzel, bratwurst, and Kassetzspatzel. Schnitzel is commonly referred to as one of the most popular traditional German dishes. It is made with thinly cut pieces of meats like veal, beef, and pork that is then breaded and fried. Wiener schnitzel is the most commonly served traditional type of schnitzel, and it's made with veal and coated with breadcrumbs. Finally, it's topped with a lemon slice and served along with German salad or potatoes. Bratwurst is a traditional type of German sausage that's usually made from veal, beef, or pork. Bratwursts have been served in Germany for over 700 years and are usually made with the scraps of meat stuffed inside of a thin casing. Bratwursts were great food sources for Germans during the cold winters when food was scarce. This recipe allowed them to preserve their meats and not waste any food. Kassetzspatzel is a German dish from the Schwaben region in Germany and has often been compared to the dish macaroni and cheese. However, Kassetzspatzel noodles are thicker and are topped with onions. The name of the dish comes from the dough's shape, which resembles a sparrow or spatz. 
The first spatzel traces back to the 1700s and was formed by hand to make small pieces of dough. It's easy to see why Germany is well known for some amazing foods. Oktoberfest in Lederhosen Oktoberfest is an annual festival held to commemorate the marriage of the soon-to-be King Louis I to Princess Therese von Sachsen-Hilberghausen. The wedding was celebrated by a days-long festival, which ended with a large horse race. Everyone had such a great time that they decided to celebrate every year after. The next year saw another horse race along with a state agricultural fair, food, and drinks. The event is still celebrated and now includes games, amusement rides, music, and dancing. Oktoberfest celebrations in Germany can draw more than 6 million visitors each year. It takes a lot of food to feed Oktoberfest visitors, with recent events ordering over 550,000 chickens, 280,000 sausages, and 44,000 kilograms of fish. Lederhosen translates to leather breeches and were created as work clothes for peasants in the 1500s. During the 1700s, Lederhosen began to gain popularity after they adapted the French culotte style, which gave the outfit better design and appeal. Upper-class Germans eventually found the Lederhosen to be great attire for their favorite outdoor activities, such as horseback riding and hunting. Eventually, Lederhosen worked their way up to German high society while still also being a popular clothing choice for the poor. This is why Lederhosen are considered to be the universal German attire. German Automobiles and Autobahn Germany has played an important role in the history of the automobile and its home to the modern car. German cars are known for their high quality, and Germany has produced some of the best motor vehicles in the world. The country is home to motor car pioneers Carl Benz and Nicholas Otto, who helped develop the modern-day motor car in the late 1870s. Today, the country is home to vehicle manufacturers such as Volkswagen, Porsche, and BMW. The German automobile industry is regarded as the most competitive and innovative in the world. It is also one of the largest employers in the world, with over 800,000 auto industry workers. The Autobahn, or Bundesautobahn, is the name of the highway system in Germany. It's also referred to as the BAB, or the Federal Motorway. The Bundesautobahn is well known for having no federally mandated speed limit. However, limits are posted and forced in certain high traffic or construction areas. The idea for the Autobahn came during the 1920s under the leadership of the Weimar Republic, but the construction was slowed down due to economic troubles. In 1935, the world's first high-speed road network was completed from Frankfurt to Darmstadt, but construction was temporarily halted again during World War II. Germany's Autobahn network has grown since then, and today it has a total length of about 13,000 191 kilometers. German sports. Sports have been a very popular pastime in Germany. Germans love to watch sports and participate in them as well. The country is home to many sporting organizations with over 40 million Germans belonging to one. Football or soccer is known as Germany's national sport and is locally referred to as football. Germany's national football team has even won the World Cup four times. During big matches, millions of citizens gather to watch at cafes, 
restaurants, and even city streets. Handball is another popular sport, and it has been played for over a hundred years. The official rules were created in Berlin in the early 1900s, with Germany hosting the first official handball match. Today, the sport has grown so popular that it's become an Olympic sport. Handball teams are set up like those of soccer. However, the ball is smaller and can be touched by a player's hands. Handball can be played indoors, which makes it a very popular game to play in the cold winter months. Golf is one of the fastest growing sports in Germany. It is one of the largest golf-playing countries in all of Europe, with over 700 golf organizations and over 600,000 golfers. German professional golfers such as Bernard Langer and Martin Keimer have helped fuel the popularity of golf. Germany is known for the beauty of its nature, and it helps to create for some of the most beautiful golf courses in the world. Let's review! We started by learning about the father of Europe, Charlemagne, and how a man named Martin Luther brought ideas of religious reform to Germany. Then we learned about Napoleon's brief control over Germany and how it helped unify the country. Also, World War II was one of Germany's darkest times and an example of love prevailing over hate. Don't forget about the story of the Berlin Wall splitting the two sides of the city during a time of political unrest. Make sure to visit the Brandenburg Gate and gaze up on the mighty chariot. We traveled to Oktoberfest and ate some delicious foods while also watching some horse racing. Pick up a pair of traditional lederhosen so you can celebrate as well. Finally, we jumped in our Porsche high-speed German automobile for a ride on the Autobahn. We better hurry up or we'll be late for our handball match. Until next time, welcome to Germany! Who knew that there'd be so much to learn about Germany? I hope you enjoyed learning with me about how Germany became what it is today. I had such a great time learning with you, and you've made learning a lot of fun. Remember, this podcast is also available as an illustrated children's book on Amazon. Links can be found in the description below for my social media, YouTube channel, and other books. Finally, and most importantly, never forget that you're special, you're perfect, and you're loved. See you next time.